Pouring from a cup. A little while back, I wrote a post about stewardship and self-care in which I talk about the importance of truly caring for yourself and finding a healthy rhythm of life. I won't take the time to reiterate here what I said there, but essentially, caring for your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being is an important way to steward what you've been given in order to continue being a blessing to others. This morning, I read a Facebook post that someone had shared about how you can pour from an empty cup. The author of the post used 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9 through 10 to support their argument that I can pour from an empty cup. Really, when my cup is empty, that's the best place for me to be. When I'm at my emptiness, I can be filled to the brim with the strength that only comes from Christ. When I cannot rely on myself at all, I can rely on him. And that is infinitely better. Quote from Bethany Keyes MacDonald. Before I go any farther, I understand what she's trying to say, and I agree generally with the sentiment. As MacDonald points out in her post from the page A Home with Purpose, the kids don't exactly get the memo about mommy needing a break. And it's true. Moms and parents in general are called to give way past what we can do on our own power, and God fills us with grace as we rely on him. We get nothing but frustration if we expect to take a break in the middle of the day. Mothering is not a 9-to-5 job. It's a 24-7 one. I've been struggling a lot with this lately. As we've been adjusting to having a second child over the past year, it has become increasingly difficult to keep up with the demand for mom. <laughs> one needs to be fed, the other needs to be played with, and it always happens at the same time. I have been trying to pour from an empty cup for what feels like an entire six months. And here's the thing. I've had a break here and there. I've had pockets of time to myself. Yet still I find myself ready to explode the moment I walk back into chaos. It's not about how long my break is. It's about who I'm relying on for my rest. So is there anything wrong with the Facebook post? Several things. Most of them implications. Coming to Christ. Firstly, if you're relying on Christ to fill your cup, your cup is being filled. You are then pouring from a full cup. You may not be the one filling it, and it may be easier to receive grace when you empty yourself, but you're still pouring from a full cup. Is my complaint about more than just semantics? Yes. Because while I understand that the phrase, I can pour from an empty cup, is largely being used as a countercultural device, it neglects the simple fact that you have to go to Christ to have your cup filled. This doesn't always look like getting your daily quiet time or having silence to pray. But you have to remember to reach for Christ. And sometimes in the middle of motherhood, it is easy to forget. You have to take the time to develop a posture of prayer in which you condition yourself to reach for Christ in moments of stress. To borrow from one of my favorite authors, Tish Harrison Warren, you have to learn to mother on your knees. That is, to pray without ceasing. Cultural justification. Secondly, the cultural implications of failing to elaborate are twofold. If not tempered with the need for rest, physical, mental, and spiritual, 
This way of thinking can feed into a large cultural tendency of workaholism. While this is not just prevalent in Western culture, it rears its ugly head here, particularly in the form of the radical individualism that we traffic in. We are raised on the idea that you have to quit complaining and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. If we only focus on the fact that Christ can fill us and neglect to recognize the ways in which he fills us, we both fail to receive the grace Christ would give us and think we must somehow find a way to do it ourselves, which, ironically, feeds into the kind of works righteousness that moralism produces within American Christianity. A topic for another time, of course. One of the many ways that Christ blesses us is through the work of his body, the church. That is, through the love and care of the people around us. In our weakness, we can reach out to the church, which is the body of Christ. That may look like taking advantage of nursery school to get a few minutes of silence before the start of a service, or asking for help to get your kids off the bus, or any number of things. Needing help is not a bad thing. I'll say it again. Needing help is not a bad thing. We are not islands unto ourselves. We have limits simply because we are human. Even Christ was limited in his humanity. He ate, slept, and removed himself from the presence of others for the purpose of praying and seeking silence. We need more than what we are willing to give ourselves sometimes because we mistakenly believe that it makes us lazy or unworthy because we are struggling. We can rely on Christ to bring us through the rough times and provide us what we need, but we have to be open to where that help comes from. It may very well look like a break in the middle of the day or a good night's sleep. Our culture would like us to stop at, Christ will fill my cup, and simply push on doing what we normally do. And yes, as a mom, I have to lean on Christ to get through my no-good, rotten, awful days without so much as a second to breathe. But to push on at neck-breaking speed without a true rest, either physical, mental, or emotional, is stupid. The biggest lie that tells us that we don't need rest is pride. Our pride wants us to do it all, all the time, by ourselves. This isolates us and drains us even to the point where we don't have the strength to pray that is fed by our shame and asking for help. We don't want to admit defeat. We want to be able to lean on Christ all on our own, which even Paul didn't do. In the 2 Corinthians 12 passage, Paul is talking about how God did not take away the thorn in his side, but said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul goes on to say how he will boast in his weakness. But Paul himself was never one to shy away from asking for prayer or support from the churches he wrote to. He constantly entreated them to build each other up in love and give out of their abundance for those in need. And here's the thing. Sometimes we are the ones in need. Different seasons. Another implication that I did not appreciate from this post is that you will not always have the same capacity to pour out. There will be seasons when you are simply more exhausted than others. The newborn stage, for example, 
is a particularly trying time of adjustment that often leaves us in a daze, wondering what day it is. Some days it feels barely possible to get yourself a shower, let alone reach out and help another human being in need. By contrast, there will be other seasons where you have a cooperative children who are not just easier to work with, but who become a blessing to others in their own right. And other times, all of the circumstances surrounding you might lend themselves to your benefit and you still find yourself struggling to cope. We all have different methods for coping with stress, and there are few things more stressful than parenting. Giving grace. So where's the balance between just giving up and moving to a coven for the silence that is so rarely in the trenches of parenthood and giving so much that you find yourself burning out? It starts with introspection and evaluation. You have to be able to assess where you are emotionally, physically, mentally, and spiritually before you can determine how to move forward. You may find you're in a phase of what Catherine May calls wintering, or what pastors call the dark night of the soul. Maybe you'll find that God is calling you to give something up in order to recenter your life on him. Maybe you'll find that you're struggling with some past hurt, and it's inhibiting you from parenting the way you want. Whatever you discover, be gracious with yourself. And remember that you are a human whom God has called worthy of love and care. Second step is acknowledging that what the world calls self-care and rest are really things that truly, that are truly life-giving. God commands us to take a Sabbath. Yet so often we think, well, that's great, but I'm a mom and the dishes need done and the carpet needs vacuumed and the laundry needs washed. I simply have no time to do that. Sabbath means trusting that even if those things do not get done, God will still be present with you and will still provide for you. It may not look like a whole day of laying on the couch or napping until you feel better, but there are little moments when Sabbath can become more tangible. Maybe it's when you cuddle your little ones on the couch or when they fall asleep for an unexpected nap. Breathing in those little moments and thanking God for them is a helpful practice. So maybe instead of watching a movie after the kids finally fall asleep, we practice sitting in silence for a while. Or maybe we stretch and move our bodies slowly to shake out the day. Or maybe we slowly eat a nice bowl of ice cream and bring all the things we're thankful for before the Lord. I don't have all the answers to the empty empty cup question. <laughs> I feel like mine is empty most of the time, if I'm honest. But I know the one who fills it. And he does it in many different ways. And my responsibility is to thank him for the ways in which he does and acknowledge my creatureliness, that is to say, my limitations, by stopping and addressing my needs. That is to say, I cannot pour from an empty cup, but I can bring myself before the cup filler and be humble in accepting what he gives me. Books worth reading. 
It has taken me months to finish this post. I have been actively thinking about this topic for a long time, and it has been impacted by many of the things that I have read, watched, and taken in. Following is a list of the things that I have found particularly impactful in my thought of this matter. Liturgy of the Ordinary and Prayer in the Night, both by Tish Harris and Warren. Wintering by Catherine May. 24-6 by Matthew Sleeth, MD. I would like to point out that I haven't finished this book yet, but the parts that I have read have greatly impacted my thought on the topic of Sabbath. And Zeal Without Burnout by Christopher Ash and Alistair Begg. Great book that I read a little while ago, right out of seminary, talking about this conundrum we have of being in ministry and constantly pushing ourselves to burnout because we glorify it and we really shouldn't um, because burning out really means that you're not able to continue in ministry because you've burnt your candle at both ends instead of being a blessing to others. Um, and then finally, there's a lovely little um, five-minute video um, from the Facebook page, How to ADHD. And while she's talking about ADHD, um, I loved her imagery of thinking about you're able to spend from different accounts, like your financial account, your emotional account, your physical account. And I think that it's really helpful to think in terms of what am I able to give? Where are my resources? Um, and thinking about that more than just oh this is the money that i have or these are the this is the food that i have but what's the energy level i have what's the time level that i have um and how can i use that to be a blessing to others but also how can i use that to better create a rhythm and rule of life um so i highly encourage you to go check out the blog post um if only to get that link to little video. I hope this was helpful and uh, makes this blog post a little more acceptable or accessible. <laughs> Have a good evening. Bye.